Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Historia. Um, we have something a little bit weird this week. We had some scheduling conflicts, and we were going to have a few other people jumping in, but we had a few technical difficulties there, so we actually lost part of the recording. Um, so, until we can get that figured out, if we can, we're just going to do a short thing, and by we, I mean I. Um... So, this week, on the 20th, God of War and Labo came out. As you guys know, with Chloe in the house, Labo is what we went with. So, I ended up with the Labo variety kit and the Labo robot kit. We're going to cover that in more detail probably in this coming Saturday's episode of Chloe and Chris, which we weren't able to get out this week because it was just too close to the stuff coming out and we had only done um, one or two of the builds. So, we decided to push back this the what would have come out Saturday for Chloe and Chris to next Saturday so that Chloe can tell you a little bit more about what she thinks. So if you're a parent out there thinking about whether or not it's something that'll be fun to do with your kids, she'll be give you but she'll be able to give you an idea on it. Um and then next Monday on Gaming Historia, expect something a little bit longer because Colby and I are gonna revisit our very first episode ever and look at what we thought the Labo was going to be back in, I guess it was January or February when we recorded that, versus what it is now. So what I'm going to do with this one is give you just a, a short overview of where I am with the Labo right now, what I think of it. Um, we're not going to rush out a review on it. We're going to get a review done whenever it's done. I'm not. I'm not rushing the builds. I'm doing them in my own time so that it's not, you know, I'm not going to rush it to get you a rushed review. Instead, I'm going to do it probably in the way that most families will be able to, to do the builds. The variety kit is, I, I opened up the robot kit just to make sure everything was there and it's an unbelievable amount of work. It looks like, um, I'm expecting that one to take at least five or six hours to put together minimum. With that said, the variety kit I've been working through, and Chloe hasn't done a whole lot with the building, but she's enjoying the decorating side of it and playing with the little games a little bit. Um, so, so what we started with so far is whenever you first open the software, or you first put the software in your Switch and you open up uh, the very first build, it has you build a Joy-Con controller holder. Um with that, you basically get the idea of, of how the whole system works, how the software works, which which has you putting the switch somewhere close to you to where you can fast forward and tell it to go forward and back and go back farther so that you can get an idea of how things are supposed to be built. And it's very clear. You can rotate the camera, zoom in, zoom out. It works just like a tablet screen where you can pinch and zoom and twist and stuff like that. And by doing that, you see what parts of the cardboard you're supposed to fold. And what happens is, is your very first build is a very simple little box that the Joy-Con just sits in, just to kind of show you how it's supposed to work. And I'm sure that comes into play in a different build later on, which I haven't done yet. Um, but the the big thing is you you get better and better at folding along the creases, which are very clear where you're supposed to fold. It's just, it's fairly good cardboard and you need to, you need to get a really good fold on it so that whenever you put everything together, it's it's very rigid and it and it works like you would expect. It's not going to have 
pieces kind of popping out because um, a lot of tabs close off certain parts. So we we built that part. It was very simple to do. It took just a couple of minutes. It took me probably two or three minutes to put the whole thing together. And it's ultimately all it is is a little cardboard pocket. And then the very first build that you'll do that's something that you get to play with is the RC car. And the RC car is is actually very, very cool. It's it's what you've seen probably most from everything where you put the two Joy-Cons on either side and you kind of drive it around. Uh, you'll need a flat surface. It doesn't work on carpet. doesn't work on tile very well. But you can put it on a table or on anything that's flat and smooth. And it'll drive around on its own. And they, the cool thing about the cardboard is the the actual cars, it comes with two of them, take... The first one took probably five or six minutes to put together, just making sure that we had the right pieces. Or the right... There, there's really only one piece, but making sure that we're bending it right and understanding how the software works. The second one, I didn't even look, need to look at the software to put that together because it was clear how it goes together. So we put that together, put the Joy-Cons on it, drove it around a little bit, and in the cardboard... It doesn't tell you to do this stuff yet because there's a whole discovery area that I haven't explored yet. It comes with like an elephant head and bull head or, or bull horns or whatever. And so you can kind of add new things to it. And then there's this reflective tape. And you can set up these little kind of posts and the Joy-Con will follow it around, which we haven't messed with yet. But I've seen the videos of how it works. And now that I have the stuff, I see how that's going to work. Because when you drive around the the go-kart you actually have the ability to go into a setting to where you can see the infrared camera from one of the joy cons of what's going or, or what the the rc car is actually seeing and it's really cool we just put like the little kirby amiibo in front of it and you can kind of see as it drives up to it and so whenever you put up these different reflective things you'll be able to kind of create a little bit of a path for it to follow or something for it to chase and all of a sudden now you've created a robot out of cardboard, which again, Saturday and Monday, and then in the written review, I'll go into more detail with how well that works and how the discovery stuff works. Um, and, and the cars are very easy to build. So after we built the car, she wanted to build the house and in the software, it tells you about how long each thing is expected to take. And, the house, this was at like 9.30 at night. She wanted to build the house that night. It was, set, it expected two to three hours to build it. And so I said, how about we do the motorcycle tonight? So the motorcycle is 90 to 120 minutes is what they expect. So you're looking an hour and a half, two hours. And it probably took me about an hour and 45 minutes total to put to put the motorcycle together. But one of the really cool things that they've done with this is you don't start off with some random piece that you have no idea what it's for. <clears throat> Instead, you start off by building the left handlebar with the horn button. And it actually feels like a handlebar and it has a little button that you press. And whenever you're playing the game, once you're all done, you press this little cardboard button that you built and installed within the handlebar. And it honks the horn in the motorcycle game. And what's really cool about it is even though Chloe's not real involved with the building yet, which she may get into a little bit once we start doing the house and stuff, um, you actually know how that horn was put in there and how that horn is 
or that that piece of cardboard is triggering the horn because it is set in a way that you built that switch then you installed the switch and you see where it's going to hit on the Joy-Con once you put it into the the actual handlebar and so building the handlebar is very simple it took probably 15 20 minutes for the left handlebar the right one took a little bit longer and it's kind of it's kind of cool what they do with it because you you start building it and you're building all these extra pieces one thing after another and you're kind of seeing what they're going to do the more you start to build the more you understand what these things are doing but at the same time you're blown away that there's a team of people who thought let's make a motorcycle game out of this cardboard and just for the right handlebar there's probably off the top of my head probably eight or nine pieces that you have to assemble and put together and that's just for a handlebar just for half of the the full thing just for the right side and that has the brakes and the accelerator and you actually put some rubber bands on there and the rubber bands whenever i put them on i said what's the point of this then it has you build the main chassis for you know kind of the where ultimately the switch is going to sit while you play it and as soon as i finally got that done and put the handlebars in i started sending pictures to everybody on discord and even a video that the handlebar actually twists like a real motorcycle handlebar because of those rubber bands and it gives you a little resistance and it snaps back into place and i never felt like i was going to break it because it's very very sturdy it's it's really cool how how they've used this isn't like inch thick cardboard it's it's sturdy cardboard but the way that you build it it's it doesn't feel like it's going to break and you know i'm i'm not being gentle with it i'm actually holding it and twisting it and you know really getting to go now that i'm playing with it and it's it's not making me feel like it's going to break and one of the really cool things that i accidentally hit the discovery mode which is where you kind of it's kind of a garage mode where you, you learn a little bit of programming. You can do some custom things with each piece, which I'll get into at more length once we get to that part. But it also teaches you how to do repairs on it. So even if you mess up something, it actually has instructions on what you can do to repair these different pieces that are likely to break. And so after that right handlebar was done on the motorcycle, I had the left and right. And before anything else was done, I was holding them and just going, oh, this is this is really freaking cool because I can act like I'm on a motorcycle with just these two handlebars because it feels real because it's got the horn button on the left and then it's got uh, the start button on the right, which, you know, is like, you know, turning a key, but it's a switch to get your motorcycle engine on. And then it's got the brake trigger up on top and then you twist the actual bar to to give it gas and you, you keep it twisted depending on how much gas you want to give it. And there's a significant change. Sarah played it for a few minutes and she said that she felt like she's going slow. And I said, well, pull the gas back a little bit more. And she did. And it sped up. And so it's not an on-off. It's an actual analog that, that the Joy-Con actually reads how far it's being twisted and how far, how fast your motorcycle will go. And there's some excite by type of stuff that's in the game. But before I get to that, I'll, I'll, I'll finish explaining a few more of the things about the build. Um there's so once you build the chassis and you put everything together 
There were only one or two parts that my hands were a little bit big and made it tough, and it was mainly putting in rubber bands. It wasn't frustratingly tough, like if you've ever built Ikea stuff. It wasn't to the frustration level of that, but there were a few pieces that I wish I had smaller hands because I needed to get in somewhere to, to put on a, a rubber band or get a particular tab that, that was kind of under something into, into something else. So if your kid is probably 9 or 10 they'll probably be more interested in helping build. With Chloe, she's more interested in the putting it together or uh, putting the decorations on it at the end and then playing with it and seeing what's going on. And so she liked watching what was going on and and I'll, I'll explain some of the stuff that she's getting interested in in a minute. So the rest of the motorcycle then, you, you add a few extra pieces and then you build the... If, if you've seen the video of it, it's it's got a thing that kind of goes out and rests on your lap or goes kind of against your stomach so you can pull it back a little bit to get some sturdiness on it. And those are very simple to build. And once you put those on, you put a few more pieces on. And those were the first pieces that I couldn't figure out exactly what they were going to be for yet. And then it says, drop the switch in here, close this. Make sure you close it tight and you have the bend or the crease very well done because you're going to use this a lot. And the reason you use it a lot is you don't just drop the switch into a pocket made out of cardboard. You actually lock it into place. So even if you turn too far, you're getting a little over the top with with the racing and the motorcycle game, the switch screen can't, or the, the, the switch itself, the part with the screen, the touchscreen part, won't fall out of the motorcycle because it's actually locked into place. And then you unlock it and pull the switch back out and you go from there. Same thing with the handlebars. You you have two little flaps that you kind of unlock by lifting tabs and opening, put in the Joy-Cons, and then close them back up. And it's very clear. It's got the plus sign and the minus sign where they need to go. And the switch screen fits in perfectly. I mean, there's no, it doesn't move at all once it goes in, which is very, very cool. <coughs> Excuse me. So with the motorcycle done... We started up the game and and started racing, and uh, we've had family in town, and and they kind of played with it a little bit too, and they were doing a lot of just turning the handlebars left and right to turn left and right, and I told them they could lean, so then all of a sudden they started leaning, and if you lean too far, you'll go off the track because you're just kind of losing control, but there's a mixture of leaning, letting on and off of the gas, hitting the brakes, there's drifting. It's a little Mario Kart-like. Uh, as far as certain things, certain aspects of the game go, like get behind a car or get behind another motorcycle and you'll get some extra speed um, for a short burst. And you're racing around tracks, racing against computer controlled racers. It's hopefully one day they'll make it so you can race online because that would be it would be a fun game to play online, not not as a hyper competitive one. And, and maybe there is an online section I haven't seen. Again, I haven't dug in real far yet. But it, it took me about an hour and 45 minutes to get that together. And then we played the game. All of us raced a track or two. I, I raced, I think, three or four. And the first race you do, you'll probably lose as you get the feel for it. Because you, 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 unless you ride a motorcycle, you haven't felt something like this in a game. You're used to to controllers or steering wheels or whatever, but not an actual full-on motorcycle thing where you're looking at the screen that's right there on the controller. And if 
you have it up too high, then, then you're actually looking up. It's almost like VR that if you lift it up too high, your character looks too high. If you put it too low, you're looking too low. Um, but it gives you a really good clean image, very easy to race, very easy to stay on board. And you just race around these tracks, and then there's there's some stuff that I've seen in the software that I haven't messed with yet, but it looks like there's some Excite Bike type of stuff in there that you probably haven't seen in the past, or that you probably if, if you haven't played it on Nintendo, it'll be new to you. But but if you remember the old Excite Bike games where you could create your own race tracks, you'll find that in this. It looks like, and and again, I'll report back next Monday whenever we do our full Labo breakdown. So. With the motorcycle out of the way, incredibly fun to build, a lot of wow moments in it. And if you have a kid that's, like I said, maybe 9, 10, 11, they're going to have a lot more fun building. There's some tedium to it, especially whenever you get, you know, it tells you punch out the these nine pieces from these three different sheets of cardboard. And the first thing you think is, oh, good Lord, I'm going to have to fold for the next hour and and once you get going you kind of get in a groove and you see how it gets how, how it all works together and it's not that bad but it's a it, the game even to, or the software even tells you at certain points like look we know we know what you're thinking just push through put all your heart into it you know traditional nintendo hurrah type of stuff to keep you going and once you get something put together, like once once I had the handlebars on the main body of the motorcycle, it was one of those wow moments that I was able to pick it up and hit the brakes, twist the handlebar, hit the horn, hit the start, all that stuff. And I was like, holy crap, I just built this out of flat pieces of cardboard. And yes, I was walked through perfectly with this incredible video, but it's still something that I built that's my controller. It's It's a very cool feeling that you get. And... I didn't invent anything or do anything that nobody else could do, but I did it. And it, and it gave me that cool feeling of, Hey, now whenever I play this, I know how it works because I built it. And I can't think of many other things out there that give you that feeling that you say, I know exactly why this is doing this. You know, say the horn button starts having issues. I know exactly how to fit, how, how to fix that or how to get to that point. And and do a little adjustment to make sure that it works correctly if, if something goes wrong with it because I built it and I put it together and I know what every piece of that cardboard is doing. And it's incredibly fun to build and it's just kind of a, you sit and you chill, you can put some music on or whatever. They have some cheesy elevator music that plays in the background on the software, but you know, have the TV on or whatever. And, and you lose time as you're starting to build it because... Like I said, they've they've done very, very well in making sure that each piece that you build makes sense. And so that brings me to the final piece that I'm currently about halfway through the build. And and I've spent about an hour and a half on it. Well, I've spent about an hour on it. And, and I they say I still have a while to go. And that's the piano. And I decided to do the piano before the house, mainly because the house looks like it's the biggest one of the variety kit. But... Chloe is more into piano than she is into fishing. So I thought that she would have a lot of fun once I have the piano done. And I knew the piano used a lot of stuff, a lot of pieces with all the different reflector tapes. So I figured I'll start getting the reflector tape in there because the, the Joy-Con will actually read all the reflections. So I kind of wanted to see where that goes in. So you build the, the body of the piano <clears throat> and, and that's what I have done so far. But what's cool is there's a, 
there's a tab on the side that you can push up and down and you put reflector tape around the edges of it. But whenever I put it in, I thought I screwed up because the reflector tape was covered completely. And then once I had the entire body of the piano done, I could look inside and whenever you hit that switch, either up or down, one piece of the reflector tape shows up either above the blackout box, which goes around it, which is what I thought I screwed up or below the blackout box. And so seeing what the motorcycle did uh, and, and where the uh, Joy-Con is connected, I can tell that it's going to read that. And whenever I press it down, it's going to read it that it's at the bottom of the blackout box and that does something. Whenever I push it up, it's at the top of the blackout box and that does something. So I stopped at that point. Once I had the body done and I had the, the little switch on the side and a few other pieces put together, it actually tells you you may want to take a break here because the next part's going to take a while, which is assembling the 13 different keys because each one of them is an independent key and from the looks of it, each one of them has reflector tape on the back of it. So whenever you hit all 13 keys, all 13 keys can play from everything I've read. And I'll be able to tell you again, Saturday or Monday, if that's true. And you also build from the picture they show you at the beginning of kind of what you're working towards. There's four different, um, I guess you would call them knobs. They're kind of switches or keys that you drop on the top of the piano and you twist them to, to do some different stuff with the piano, probably to change the, the sound of the keys. And so that's going to be a big build. The reason it takes so long is building those 13 keys. They're not already built for you. You don't just take them and plug them in. It's going to require you to crease them, create the key, put it into the right place and slowly go through getting all 13 of those keys set up. And then once they're done, you move on to the next part and you're probably just over the halfway point once you get the 13 keys done. So I'm hoping in the next day or two to have the piano completely finished. But again, I'm not rushing it. We have a half piano sitting around. We have two RC cars sitting on my desk. We have the motorcycles sitting with the rest of the Labo stuff. And you can, you can tell what they are by looking at them and they're incredibly fun to use. It's not hard to do the build, but you need to... I, I did the motorcycle sitting on the ground and it just, it killed my legs because you're sitting there moving around and it, you know, you, your leg starts to fall asleep if you sit in one place for too long. And so I would highly suggest clear off a table, set it all up there and expect to make a mess Bec and don't throw away any of the pieces after you're quote unquote done with them because they have additional things in them that you'll use once you get into the discovery mode and the, garage mode where you kind of program it to do different things so it's a it's a very simple thing to get into but there's there's enough depth in it that with the piano chloe came to see what the piano looked like and i showed her the the blackout switch that i was talking about that had the reflective tape on it and i explained to her like i said look hit, hit the switch down and then look inside and see what happens. And so she looked inside and she goes, oh, there's 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 like sparkles on the bottom because the, the tape's a little sparkly. And I said, right, now push it up. And she did that and she saw that it was on the top. And I said, what's going to happen is you're going to put a controller in the back whenever the piano's ready. And it has a little bitty camera on there that you can't tell is a camera, but it's going to read it 
And whenever you press it up or down, it's going to switch what it does through the software. And then we're going to be able to look at the software and see how that works. And then you're going to have this piano. And so I'm making sure that she sees the different sections of building the piano so that whenever she actually sits down and plays with it, she'll know why certain things are doing what they're doing. And, and whenever we get into the discovery mode and she can start putting the different switches, she'll understand that it's not magic that you're dropping you know, the, the first knob or the second knob in and it changing it to the, it changes it to these different things. She'll see the first knob is set up like this. The second knob is set up like that. And the camera is reading it. And that's, what's telling the actual software, how to actually react. And so even if your kid doesn't get into the building aspect of it, there's some teachable moments in there that start giving them some of that, uh, the, the science, technology, engineering, and math, the STEM stuff that, that at least in the U.S. is, is a major issue right now in schools is, is kids aren't getting enough STEM stuff going on. They're, they're not getting enough of an education in the STEM departments. And so with that, you get to sit down and these games are essentially engineering and technology and there a lot of science is behind that and and you get to show them like hey look this motorcycle this button works because we built the button separately set it into the certain part and then whenever you press it it hits a button on this controller which then tells the game itself that this is a honk and could you do the same thing without all this cardboard? Yes. Is it significantly cooler with the cardboard? By a mile. It, it's it's really, really cool seeing it all come together. And with the piano in the early stages of that build, you can tell it's going to be a piano. It's not all together yet, and I don't know what all pieces are going to go into it, but I can already tell it's a piano. And so... That's kind of the, that's, that's what we're going to go into. It's going to be weird having two weeks of Labo. This week we were going to have a different episode, but it, it just kind of, like I said, technology got the better of us this week and, and, uh, we lost one of our tracks. So it would have been a, a weird conversation to listen to because you would have been missing one of the hosts in there. Um, so I decided to throw this up there real quick so that you guys aren't worried that we're stopping the show because the show show's going on. Um, but we're going to have Labo this week and then a really in-depth talk about Labo next week with Colby and myself. But in that conversation, we're not going to just talk Labo. We're going to revisit the idea of how does this compare to VR and um, augmented reality and things like that. Because this is kind of an augmented reality, but it's more there's more texture to it. It's more real than just, you know, holding your phone or using the 3ds to, to use the camera to look around and, and shoot flying balloons or whatever. This, you actually have a real motorcycle that feels like a motorcycle and it's not to the level of virtual reality to where you're completely lost inside of the game, but it's really close. You start the, the more you play it, the more the screen disappears and you're just in the race and sitting on a motorcycle and controlling it because it feels so much like how it should. And 
they they were very smart. They put an extension on the motorcycle so that if you need to hold it out farther, you can do that easily. And if you don't, you can easily slide that piece off. And, you know, for a younger kid with shorter arms, it'll work significantly better than a full adult with, you know, full reach. So they've been extremely intelligent with how, with how they've designed all of these things so far. Um, I'm really excited to see the house because I don't know how much of a game there is in that. But it looks like it's more of an exploration type thing. And then, of course, the fishing rod will be the last piece that we do for the variety kit. And then from there, we move on to the robot. And all I can say is the robot looks like it's going to be a headache. But I bet it's going to be incredibly fun to, to make. And once it's done, it's going to be one of those games that is... is Because it's up on your screen. So you're... Where VR tries to let you walk around virtually this you're actually walking around as a robot and you're seeing it represented on the on the tv as you've seen in any of the trailers that you watched that that show the robot thing so hopefully by next monday the robot will be done we'll kind of we'll see where we're at um but if not then expect the labo episode to be one week after that with the robot because once colby and i do it i want to make sure that everything's been built and i've had time with everything so i can give you a full breakdown of it because I know people aren't rushing out to buy the Labo today or tomorrow. They're thinking about it and they're mulling it over. Is it something they want to get for their kids or play with their kids? So this episode will probably be re-aired closer to the holidays as more Labo stuff comes out. So you can kind of get an idea of, of if this is a good Christmas present or a good birthday present. Which right now the initial impressions is this is a fantastic present for anybody. Um, but we will explore it in more depth Hopefully next Monday. Depends on how many days the robot kit takes to put together. Because it looks like it's going to be a beast. But it's going to be fun. Because there's a lot of pulleys and and strings and stuff that control all the different parts. And so once that's done, then I'll have tried out all of it. And be able to give you a full review, a full breakdown of how everything works. And whether or not it's worth your money. Because... They're not free. So you have to decide, you know, do you want to get this or do you want to buy a different game that's a more full-featured game? Because this is this is not your traditional game. This is something completely unique that we have not seen before. So with that, that's it for the week. I didn't know if I'd be able to talk up Labo stuff for about half an hour today. But hey, look at that. My ability to never shut up has paid off again. So... Thanks for listening in. Sorry that we didn't have a full episode for you this week. Um, because of my schedule, you're going to get a solo podcast from Olivia on In Search of the Story this coming Wednesday. And then we should have a Chris and Chloe Saturday that covers more of the Labo stuff from her, her perspective. And uh, like I said, hopefully this the, the following Monday, a week from whenever this one goes up, you'll get the full discussion about Labo and what all it means and what all it does. And you can find reviews out there if you just want to get a quick review. But if you want like an hour and a half, two hour breakdown, give us a week and hopefully we'll be able to to really do that. So you'll get a really good idea of what's going on with it. And, and I'll play with the garage stuff and the discovery mode and see what the kid thinks of that. And I'll be able to discuss that as well. So until next week, Make sure you're following us on uh, at gaming underscore Historia. We're on Facebook. Just search for Gaming Historia. You'll know the picture whenever you see it. Uh, 
patreon.com slash gaming historia and we've been streaming stump some on uh twitch.com slash gaming historia tv you'll be able to find all of that stuff or twitch.tv i don't know if i said that uh twitch.tv slash gaming historia tv uh all that stuff you can find on the website as well gaminghistoria.com patreon's up there like i said if you like what we're doing and you like how we're doing it and being very clear with you and, and pushing to get these things done. I'm recording at 11 o'clock at night since we have this technology issue. Um, your support means a great deal to us. It, it starts to to help all the writers recover a little bit of what they're putting into this because some of them are having to buy games they want to review because we're not able to get them in time. So um, any support is greatly appreciated. And until next week... Well, I guess till Wednesday, if you listen to In Search of the Story, um, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.